Life Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and resurrects the king for every movie, show, one shot, and special presentation in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And you can follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind. You can give us a five star rating on whatever podcast app you own. And you can uh, give us your ideas for a grab bag episode. We've already got one planned for next week, but let us know what you want to hear for April. Um, you can let us know that on MCU underscore rewind or MCU rewind at gmail.com. And with that, today is our third and final part of Black Panther from one minute, one hour and 22 minutes to the end of the movie, which is, uh, starting with Nakia asking Okoye to abandon her post to, uh, the second post credit scene. Yeah, and here is a quick rundown of what happens during this last third portion of the movie. T'Challa is dead, and the royal family need to leave. Nakia tries to convince Okoye to leave too, but she stays to protect the throne. Killmonger goes through the ritual to become the new Black Panther, and later, King of Wakanda. He sees his dad in the ancestral plane, then wakes up, and has the rest of the heart-shaped herbs uh, burned. Uh, but it's kind of okay because Naki is able to steal one before the rest are destroyed. T'Challa's family, plus Agent Ross, take the heart-shaped herb to Umbaku to convince him to help defeat Killmonger. Instead of taking it, he shows them that T'Challa is still alive, so they give him the herb instead. And, like sufficiently advanced technology we don't understand, he's back! T'Challa sets out to stop Killmonger with no help from Umbaku. After being king for less than a day, Killmonger starts his rebellion against the rest of the world by sending weapons out of Wakanda. But then T'Challa shows up and a big old fight starts between the people who side with T'Challa and the people who side with Killmonger. Also, at some point, the Jabari tribe show up and help the pro-T'Challa side. During the fight, T'Challa and Killmonger fight, and T'Challa strikes the killing blow, winning the fight. T'Challa says that they might be able to save him, but Killmonger chooses to die instead. In the aftermath of the movie's events, T'Challa decides to start some research, some outreach programs, uh, which is also how he convinces Nakia to stay in Wakanda. He also starts a technology outreach center in Oakland and has Shuri lead it. In the mid-credits scene, T'Challa shows up at the United Nations building in Vienna and says that Wakanda is going to share its knowledge and resources with the rest of the world. Someone asks what they have to offer, and he just smokes. Then, later during the end credit scene, we see Bucky Barnes wake up and talk to Shuri. Uh, I'm sorry, I think his name's The White Wolf. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fine, that's right. that, that that's what he, uh, I guess, I don't know where that name came from. Did someone just give it to him and he was like, yeah, I like it, we'll go with that, sure. Yeah, I mean, I think those Wakandan children who stare at him while he sleeps probably gave it to him. <laughs> yeah, probably them, because Shuri calls him Sergeant Barnes. All right, moving on to our fast facts. On your left. Uh huh. On my left. Got it. Next stop, Cavity Town. Right on, little dude. You got super speed. I do. You didn't see that coming. What you got, Al? All right. Uh, technically, I have three, uh, but I'm only going to give two of them because that third one I'll I'll bring up later for reasons. All right, uh, so this is one that I'm only really calling out because I completely missed it the first time that I saw the movie, and like I, I noticed it later after someone had mentioned it. Um, but the AI, uh, the Wakanda AI that, that we see, that uh, Shuri uses, 
Uh, it does have a name. I forget what the name is. I should, probably should have looked that up. But uh, it is voiced by uh, actor-comedian Trevor Noah. Yeah. Of recently Daily Show fame. But I think he just left, right? <laughs> he did, yeah. Yeah, so he just yeah. left sometime in the past few months. Um, every week now they have a guest host. And they yeah. do the show Monday through Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. What's your second uh, And then, Yeah, so the second one, uh, apparently the Black Panther suit has a name. It's called the Panther Habit. H-A-B-I-T. Habit. Mm-hmm. Where did you hear that one? <laughs> um, I ended up on the Marvel Cinematic Universe wiki. Um, and then mm-hmm. I, I ended up like, I was trying to research something else out of curiosity. And then... I ended up on the page for that, and uh, they called it the Panther Habit. So, yeah, yeah it makes me think. Well, it is a representation of uh, Bast, the Panther Goddess, right? And like, I believe a habit is what a priest wears. It has something to do with like it's something someone religious wears. Sorry for the people oh. who are religious, and I am not defining it correctly. <laughs> hmm. Okay, I, I did not know that. Yeah, I, I, I that makes a lot more sense that it's uh, probably more of a, a religious kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, okay, so the word habit suggests a religious life and priesthood. Uh, ah. Yeah, the reason I know it is because Sister Act 2 is called Back in the Habit, and it's a pun. <laughs> That's why I know it. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> that makes so a lot it's more a, sense. Yeah, it's about leading a religious life. But anyway, <laughs> I had to figure okay. that out. Um, so we've got the title of the movie, Black Panther. Uh, so uh, the title Black Panther represents, the black of Black Panther represents the blackness or lack of knowledge the rest of the world has about Wakanda. The Panther mm-hmm. part shows they are a hidden threat, but they just want to be left alone, much like Panthers in real life. I assume I'm basing that on literally nothing. Panthers may be very dangerous, and if you get close to them, they'll hunt you. I don't know, but I feel like that sounds like a panthery thing to do. I not want to be bothered by people. Okay, that that makes a lot of sense. I honestly, I would have assumed that it's it's more that their their religious figures, um, their leaders wear habits that are shaped <laughs> like panthers. But okay, that makes sense too. Possibly, I mean, it's possible. Doubtful though. Um. I've got three breakdowns for three different heroes or three different characters because I forgot to put one in last week. So um, we'll start with uh, M'Baku, who is my favorite character in uh, the Black Panther movies. Uh, his comic book name is the very racist man ape. Oh. Um, yep. Uh, he is, uh, he premiered in Avengers number 62 in January of 1969. And his powers are, he has, like, he has the panther, or the gorilla totem, much like the Black Panther has a panther totem. Uh, he actually is currently dead because apparently, do you know about all the, like, spider totem stuff in Spider-Man comics? No, I did not. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Into the Spider-Verse is where I learned about it, but I guess he's a character from a long time. There's a villain called Molin or Morlin. I can't remember if there's an R in there. Mm-hmm. But they're like pan-dimensional demons who eat like 
totems of different animals. So, like, usually Spider-Man. Because, like, Into the Spider-Verse, they all have the spider totem from different dimensions. But apparently, okay. like, Black Panther has a panther totem. And uh, uh, M'Baku has the ape totem. Or gorilla totem. And currently in the comics, he's dead. Because he was killed by Morlin, the Spider-Man villain, to eat and consume his gorilla totem. So... I actually okay. don't know where he meets Morlin, but I just like <laughs> I find it weird when comics like cross over villains, but not heroes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I get what you mean. Uh, so, out of curiosity, do you know when he died? Recent like, time frame. Oh, okay. So, uh, all right. Yeah. I, the reason I'm asking is because you're saying currently in the comics he is dead, uh, which. Is true of any character who dies in comic books. So like currently, they are dead, and we'll see them back later. Like we all know, we'll see oh, them yes. back later. Uh, maybe, maybe it's a different one, right? Maybe it's like a time travel character who just stuck around or something, uh, which is always just a weird one. It's like, well, no, that's that, that is a different one. Like currently in the movies, Loki is dead, but also we have a different Loki. We have a uh, time traveler now, sort of, kind of, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to see. Um, okay, so I guess he's not dead anymore. <laughs> oh, that was this, good for him. When did this come out? They don't explain it. <laughs> Apparently, he's working for Killgrave, not Killmonger, right now. Oh, oh. In a thing in a comic called Villains for Hire that was published this month or March. So <laughs> March of 2023. Okay. Yes, March of 2023. Um. So for all I know, when I looked up this <laughs> facts about him earlier, it could have been accurate. And then, since then, he's been resurrected. But, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, yeah, he's played by great actor Winston Duke, who actually doesn't have a lot of credits. This was his big break. But his two, like, nerd creds other than Marvel movies, he was in Us, the... Um, Jordan Peele movie that I'm still too afraid to watch. <laughs> and uh, he in there's a podcast going, a scripted podcast called Batman Unbound, which uh, is like an audio play. And he plays Bruce Wayne. He plays Batman in that. So now, uh, Does he play Batman or just Bruce Wayne? I mean, it says Bruce Wayne in the credits, so I assume maybe just Bruce Wayne. Because who knows? Well, I don't know who Batman is. <laughs> Well, maybe Batman doesn't show up in in that story for some reason. Like that, that could just be how they did it. That's why. Because yeah. I remember when I was looking at it and I saw that it said Bruce Wayne, I thought that's really weird. Why, why do you only have the one? Because usually with something like that, I feel like like they get both names, right? Um, I should probably like out of curiosity. I don't know if you have IMDb up or anything, um, but I'm going to go ahead and pull it up right now, and I'm going to see like. I'm curious if we choose a random movie. Let's actually just choose this one, Black Panther. Um, you know, does someone get? Uh, let's see, what Chadwick Boseman does he get? Oh no, he only gets. Uh, T'Challa. Sorry, uh, I have to scroll. No, he gets oh. both. He gets T'Challa and Black Panther. Okay. So I'm it's, wondering. I'm sorry, it's if... not Batman Unbound. It's Batman Unburied. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway. Okay. According to, what am I on? Screen Rant, uh, Mm -hmm. it says Winston Duke as Batman on there. So, who knows? Okay, then. It's chaos. 
in the world of Batman. All right. Um, yeah, he's also... Well, just yeah. just to jump in, that's like the popular thing now, right? With uh, To have Batman dead. Like, you've got that in the... Um, oh, God, let's see. There's that, that stupid teen show on CW coming out soon. Um, oh, Gotham I, 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 or Gar- yeah, I, Gotham Yeah, I... It, it might be that I don't know. It's it's a it's a TV show where I I don't like to insult things before I've seen them, but I've seen the trailer and there's no way that this is good. No, um, I I that. agree. <laughs> I've only yeah. seen the trailer there's, as well, but I agree. Uh, there's the video game that one is called Gotham Knights, right? That one came out within the past year. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's something else where Batman is dead also, and I can't uh, think of what it is. But it seems to be the popular thing these days: Batman's dead, and then everyone else has to deal with it. Well, yeah, it, I mean that's real easy. Uh, for any thing, it's like, oh, the main hero's dead; everyone else has to cope. That way, they don't have the crutch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. So moving on to this, uh, I have Wakabi. Um, he appeared in actually the same issue of uh, Avengers number sixty-two, the first issue that Mbaku was in. Hmm. Um. He was also killed in the same issue that Mbaku was, because he was killed when Moreland was trying to get T'Challa's panther totem in the same issue. Oh. Uh, yeah. His other thing is uh, he ha- also has a bionic arm in the comics because he lost an arm to Killmonger uh, in one of his first appearances. So, yeah. So, do you think bionic arms in in the comic book world are like a common thing or is it just like if you know someone or have a lot of money or both i think it's if you know someone or have a lot of money i don't think it's it's not uncommon but it's not like super common it's like right, you gotta so be you, rich okay so you know. know that it's a possibility if you lose an arm you're like okay i could get a superpower arm mm-hmm. that could that that's a possibility but very unlikely Okay. I mean, All we right. have three examples of that in the MCU. Four. Four <laughs> examples of that in the MCU. Because we've got Claw, we've got Coulson, <laughs> we've got um, Bucky, and we have uh, Misty Knight oh. in Luke Cage. <laughs> That's right. The one that we haven't seen yet. Spoilers. Yeah. I mean, true, but it's yeah. been released long enough. We're fine. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Wakabi is played by Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, nerd creds are, he was in Kick-Ass 2. He was in uh, Get Out and Nope, so the other two Peel movies. Uh, he was also, and I didn't know this, uh, he was in Doctor Who, The Planet of the Dead, which was one of David, David Tennant's last specials when the bus goes through the really? portal. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. And the last character I'm going to talk about is Killmonger. Uh, I actually don't even want to talk about what issue he premiered in. He he premiered, in, but I'll talk about it anyway. Uh, a very racist comic book. Uh, about all of uh, Marvel's black characters in Africa. He was in Jungle um, Action number six. Oh, oh, okay. Back in right. June of nineteen seventy-three. I I was gonna ask really quickly, um, what year or decade? And I was gonna guess the seventies, but okay. Yeah. All right, got it. Yeah. Um, I actually usually I'll copy down like maybe their powers and stuff. 
Uh, I just copied the or I copied the link to the Wikipedia page or the Marvel fandom page because he has so many powers. Oh, well. so quickly as quickly as I can get through this. First set, just abilities. He's a master martial artist. He's a master inventor. He's a multilingual. He's a don't. He's an electrocorticography specialist. Um, what a, is that? It's the study of memories and brain waves. Um, okay, it's one of his degrees. Got it. Yes. Uh, yeah, he is an MBA, a PhD in engineering, an MBA from MIT in processing engineering abilities and intellect. Blah blah. Um, they say di- diplomatic immunity is one of his superpowers because he was the leader of Wakanda. Um, he's a mystical. He's a, he has mystical eugenics expertise and he's a chemical specialist. Uh, that's his first set. He also has heart shaped herb enhancements. Um, he has superhuman sense. He has all the Black Panther powers, pretty much. He also has, he died and was resurrected, so he has a replacement body magical stuff, so he has superpowers, and this is in addition to his Black Panther powers. Uh, <laughs> superhuman speed, extra superhuman speed, extra strength, extra stamina, uh, extra reflexes, so he's stronger than the Black Panther. Uh, he also... Also, he has. I'm actually looking what this means. He's, he's a def, divine symbiote, which, yeah, which is a Marvel thing. There's a bunch of them apparently. Uh, yeah. So he was linked, resurrected by Clintar, bonding. I don't know who Clintar is. Bonding to his cadaverous, cadaverous remains. So he was dead. And he has he has great powers. So on top of the powers he has for being Black Panther, and for um having a resurrected body, he also has more strength, more durability, more stamina. He has a regenerative healing power. He has con- don't know what these means. Constituent matter generation, constituent matter man- manipulation, shape shifting, divine slaying. He can kill gods. Divine siphoning. He can. Let's see. Clintar, whom had assimilated Eric's body, also subsumed the lion's share of the panther goddess Bast's powers. He can create portals. He has a symbiotic psychic connection. He has engineering mimicry, so he can assimilate vibranium from vibranium technology to put it as part of his body. These are all of Killmonger's powers in the comics. (laughs) Okay, so okay, you you started off listing things, and I'm like, okay, all right, he's all right, he's really smart, he's really accomplished. Okay, I guess that makes sense. You know, you you, you list all of those things. I guess cool. Mm-hmm. Um, then you started saying, um, you know, like the the strength, like he's enhanced. Okay, all right, got it. He's he's gotten some of that stuff. Cool. Then you started getting into the weird stuff. Like I I remember, um, I don't know, like a couple of years ago when you first mentioned uh, America Chavez and you listed off her powers, like what she has. Yes. And it was, uh, it, it, and I'm trying to, I don't remember exactly what they were, but I remember like a standard set of like, you know, she's stronger than usual. I think you said she could fly. I don't remember, but stuff like that, uh, a little bit of a healing factor. And then you said that she can just travel amongst the multiverse. Like, okay, that's a different one. Like the, yep. one of these things does not belong. And then you just kept going with Killmonger and realized, like, oh, oh, there's, 
Oh, right, yep, there we go. There's the one that doesn't... Oh, nope, there's there's more. He he has a whole other set that's just different. Okay, how how is this guy in the comics not taken God. over? Yeah, yeah, basically. Like, how, how is he not ruling just a planet? Just go out into space. Like, stop trying to take over Earth. Just just get something else. Why not? Like, why, why hasn't that happened yet? Well, one of the reasons with all the... Uh... Sure, the uh, symbiote stuff I'm looking at right now. I've I've been vaguely aware of this since 2017. An ongoing I don't know if it's still ongoing, but it has to do with the intergalactic empire of Wakanda, which is now Wakanda's oh. an intergalactic empire. Okay, still in All right. modern times. Of course. Okay. Yeah. So, like, a big part of it is them running into a symbiote. Uh, what do you call it? Like a symbiote colony. Hmm. Okay. Oh, it's not modern times. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, it was started by Alphite members, explorers who were sent by T'Challa to search for the origin of Menengai, which I don't know what that is. While exploring the Vega system, the explorers travelers took them through a temporal anomaly to the past. So <laughs> he's in charge of his empire from the future, but since it's brought to the past, T'Challa is now uh, in charge of a galactic empire in the comics, which is pretty cool. I actually want to read that. I didn't know that was what what happened. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Killmonger. God, we've been talking about this section for too long. He's been uh, played by Michael B. Jordan, star of the Creed movies, Chronicle. He was Johnny Storm in Fan4Stick. And he was the, the only good joke in Space Jam 2 when they thought they were getting Michael Jordan and Michael B. Jordan shows up and they were disappointed. <laughs> and I thought the only time I laughed in the entire movie, I watched the whole thing. All right. <laughs> and we get uh, last week we had no superhero landings. This week we only have two superhero landings. No. So superhero landing number – well, <laughs> unless you can't um, uh, uh, T'Challa going to the bottom of the river. Which I don't. <laughs> I also um, do not. No. Number one thirty-five. Uh, Black Panther jumps over the shields and uses like his pulse thing in a superhero landing to bring down the wall of force fields uh, when he's fighting the border mm-hmm. tribe. And uh, as uh, number one thirty-six is as T'Challa and Killmonger are falling one million feet down the vibranium mines. Uh, Killmonger gets his footing and actually does a superhero landing on the tracks trying to smash Black Panther's head in and misses. Mm. So yeah, those are the two superhero landings we get this. Hmm. All right. You know, I would have yeah, I, I would have assumed that there were more of T'Challa during that fight in, in Wakanda, like before he starts fighting Killmonger specifically, but okay. Well yeah, I actually so I finished it. Finished this, I wrote my summary for part two, and then I realized Oh crap! I did not pay attention to see if there are any superhero landings at all, so I just went back and rewatched the entire of like the few action scenes we got to see if there were any superhero landings, and those are what I got. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. All right, moving on to our heroes after twenty-five minutes, nearly. <laughs> <laughs> now we can start the episode. It's about time. It is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I never said you were a superhero. Didn't 
Mm-mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. Prove it. Prove what? That you're Peter Parker. I don't carry an ID with me, you know. It kind of defeats the whole anonymous superhero thing. The Black Panther has been the protector of Wakanda for generations. A mantle passed from warrior to warrior. And now, because your friend murdered my father, I also wear the mantle of king. So I ask you, as both warrior and king, how long do you think you can keep your friends safe from me? Alright, so this is how I have it broken down. I, personally, I have an Okoye and Nakia section. Mm-hmm. I have a small T'Challa section, and then I have the battle in that too, because it's mostly about our heroes. Mm-hmm. If we want to talk about that. And then the post-battle section. Yeah, that sounds uh, good. I like, I right. like that. Uh... One of the reasons I love Okoye is like, she, as much as she had a personal relationship with the royal family, she knows where her loyalties lie. It's to the throne, um, not to the people. Or not yeah, to the king. Yeah, I mean, she. Yeah, exactly. It's it's to the throne, whoever sits on that throne, right? Um, and then there's also a line later in this film when she's talking to, I forget his name, her husband, um, mm-hmm. Wakami. Um, you know, she, she's like, yeah, she'll kill him her husband for wakanda for the oh yeah the country like that's that's her thing you know she's whatever puts her her country's best interests at heart mm-hmm. you know i mean she puts them at uh at heart so yeah oh yeah i mean that's why like okoye and baku compete for my favorite characters in these movies i like because she has some awesome lines and she's just so badass <laughs> um, mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah I'm, yeah I'm with you on that too also with, with yeah. between those two characters um and then naki is trying to convince her to overthrow killmonger and this is like i really respect nakia uh when she uh koyo tells her it's like you serve your country and she responds like no you save your country that's really representative of how i feel about like american living in america it's like a lot of people are really dismissive of where our country's going in general and it's like no it can be better this is why i like captain america too it's like you don't just accept it and you don't abandon it you try to improve it yeah mm-hmm. yeah i, I mean at, at a lot of times it's very hard and feels like uh-huh. that's not something you can do um yeah. but in this scenario what we see like you know and and later in the movie thankfully we see okoye like oh sweet i i uh i can fight killmonger cool all right exactly <laughs> thankfully yeah uh i am curious you know had let, let's say t'challa did actually die how long would she have gone with killmonger like would would she have followed him till the end or would she eventually have said okay i mean you're the you're the king but also you're doing things that are against wakanda so yeah. like maybe maybe that's like her her out her way of, I, you know to, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like to believe that maybe she would have resigned, but I don't think she would have ever fought whoever's on the throne. Mm. Oh, that's a good point. Maybe she would have resigned and then rebelled, but not in her role as general or in her position in in the Dora Milaje. Yeah, that one makes a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, But that's just because I like Okoye and I don't... 
couldn't imagine her like supporting or working for Killmonger for like years on end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We don't uh, before the battle. We don't get a lot of Okoye. Uh, is there anything else you want to bring up for Nakia though? Um. No, not really. I mean, she she steals the heart shaped herb. Good for her. Um. No, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't think about stealing too, but whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean... Steal, like, a big handful, and you could have, like, a lot of Black Panthers fighting this guy. Yeah, exactly. That would have been great. Could have had herself, uh, Umbaku. Shuri. Umbaku probably has a handful of people. Yeah, Shuri. Uh, you know, if, if I guess she's a little young, but okay. Yeah. Yeah, she is 16 in this. Um, Alright, then, given to T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Uh... <sighs> This acting, uh, where like him yelling at his father, telling him he was wrong, and all of them were wrong, best acting in all of the MCU, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, to be fair, I feel like the the yelling anger acting is the the one that's easiest to say. Like this is some of the best acting because <laughs> that's the one that kind of gets yeah. you feeling certain ways. Um, so, and I'm I'm not good at at uh, saying what is you know good or bad acting at all. I I can tell sometimes maybe when acting is bad, and that's it. Um, okay, fair. So so sure, I'll agree with you. I mean it it was really good. It got me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets me every single time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh, his his father uh acts like Dumbledore at the in. Uh, the seventh Harry Potter book or eighth movie. He's like, you can come on, it's time to go, or you can stay. Well, he doesn't even offer to stay. Uh, T'Chaka. <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on, just it's it's time to die. Come on. Yeah. yeah. They'll be fine. They'll all just live horrible lives. You can abandon them. It's cool. You you're dead. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he wakes up and then he goes and. How does he bring down that? I don't know what you call it. Their jet thing. <laughs> How does he bring that um, down? He jumps really high. That's as far as I can tell. No, right? Okay. Like he he does have the the habit. He has the panther habit on, yeah. um, the black panther suit. Um, so I don't know. Maybe or maybe he was on it. Maybe he like snuck in beforehand, and he was waiting for it to leave just so he can destroy it and, and make a I guess that, show. Yeah, I guess that makes the best logic because otherwise I would think like, maybe you shot it down, but they have nothing to shoot <laughs> at that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they don't have gun type items. Yeah. Um, Al, do you know what a secret quote is? No. It's something you quote from a movie or show that's not like an iconic line, but it's like you say it all time in real life. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is one of my secret quotes to my wife all the time. Is like, uh, hang on, I, I took out the trash, and as you can see, I am not dead. <laughs> or like, doing something really lame. Like, as you can see, I'm not dead. So I survived this horrible ordeal. Ah, okay. Got it. Yeah. Huh. That's probably okay, my favorite like how- in the movie. <laughs> gotcha uh like how every so often i'll say uh 
to to people don't die out there um, which mm-hmm. is uh what bobby and hunter said in uh, uh agents of shield in, in, oh yep and like yeah. yeah so yeah that's your secret quote <laughs> or a secret quote yep mm-hmm. <laughs> all right man is there anything else you want to talk about before the battle <laughs> <laughs> before the battle uh uh sorry i i i never put my my notes in I in an order like that that makes sense um that's fair <laughs> yeah so so i kind of have to look at characters uh as far as heroes go no no that's it so all it's... right all right so i just shoved all of them in this battle section that we'll talk about in heroes whether yeah, or not right. they're heroes because it was just gonna be too hard mm-hmm. um and I'm going to try not to be like, I like this part, and I like this part, and I like this part, but that might be what it happens. <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, the river, we, I mean, this is a Wakandan civil battle, because it's not a war, because it's not long enough. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's like the Dora Milaje and uh, the river tribe are fighting against each other. Mm-hmm. But you this is really like how bloodless the MCU is. Like we have this whole fight and we have the Dora Milaje versus Killmonger where it's like five or six Dora Milaje versus Killmonger. Right. Uh-huh. Yep. And he kills one of them. And obviously they know each other. They're distressed. Okoye's angry. But it's just like, if this were a real war, like a lot of them would be dead. <laughs> right. It's not. Oh, one yeah. death is a big yeah, deal, definitely. but it's not as big a deal as like a real war would be <laughs> yes yeah definitely i mean like it's it's like they weren't really fighting each other um yeah and and i guess we that. can assume that the people who were in those ships that were destroyed got out in time yep um yeah it's like a gi joe uh, you hear about G.I. Joe back in the day it's like their ship explodes but you see a little parachute in the animation so they're mm-hmm. fine yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm sure that that kept happening. Uh, yeah, um, I, yeah, I, I know. Like maybe maybe they just didn't want to show it, right? Like, I, we we have to assume quite a few people die, right? We have to assume that. Yeah, or else they're all either really really effective like defensive warriors or very very bad offensive warriors. <laughs> well. I think we, one of the things we have to remember is that they're all using vibranium, and they're all hand-to-hand mm-hmm. weapons. So mm-hmm. that means they also have a lot of vibranium armor. So they're all protected pretty well. So, so you're saying like that Dora Milaje and Killmonger might be the only casualties, <laughs> and everyone in the jet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's possible. Yeah, like maybe they. Yeah, because they have so much armor, <laughs> it, it, it may, maybe that is what happened. Well, that's oh, sorry. That's I don't know if that's disappointing or good. Honestly, I mean it can be both. I think yeah. in this scenario, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, what's the, what's your favorite part of this battle? Al? Oh boy. Um. Uh, I, I think it, uh, it was really cool just seeing the part where at these to, to really kind of kick things off. Uh, we see T'Challa running and then he jumps over those shields and then lands 
and then mm-hmm. he uses his uh his cool purple explosion power to push them all away. That that was you know visually it was cool. It was a nice way to start off you know kick off that fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I How feel like you? this fight has like three main parts. Uh, it's really mm-hmm. hard for me to decide between the arrival of the Jabari and Wakabi calling in the rhinos. <laughs> oh, I mean that is so cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also with Wakabi is we talked about it earlier, but um, Okoye's lines like uh, he asks, "Would you kill me, my love?" And he goes, "For uh, what did she say? Like for Wakanda, without a thought or something like that." Yeah, uh, without question. Yep. Without question. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. we can glean over the battle because there's a lot of cool parts. I like. I just have. I learned what. Like, like I like. Uh, what that Ross is the entire air support. I like that. Uh, the train allows him to separate and talk. I like when the the Jabari arrive. It's just I like. I like. I like. So that might be a little boring <laughs> to listen to. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's that's fair. I, I have a couple of other notes for things, but those are more like guy in the chair kind of stuff. Like I do have some stuff for Wakabi and, and that stuff, but we'll we'll talk about that later. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm with you too, right? As far as all the heroes go, yeah, they fight. Ooh, good yeah. for them. We get like the only thing is we get the showdown between uh, Killmonger and T'Challa, where like we get you know again being so Shakespearean and them having these long speeches. Uh, it's like uh, the Phantom Menace, but if they spoke to each other and had some type of relationship. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, 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 but yeah. So, Killmonger gets stabbed, and sucks uh, for him. Yeah. So, you know what? Sucks for all of us a little bit because, yeah, he shows up in a cameo essentially in Wakanda Forever, but it's like no more Michael B. Jordan as the main villain. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh man, that sucks. Yeah, because he he was he was so good, and you could see him coming back, and you can see. I, I mean, I could definitely see him as a character who like maybe plays antihero sometimes, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Like as a character, it really sucks that he he did officially die. But yes, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's fair. I mean, maybe he just didn't want to be a part of it. Like that could have been it, right? Like he he himself could have just said like yeah I, I did my one i had an experience i don't know if he enjoyed it or not but you know that could have been it like he's he's out there making creed money uh instead well, yeah. of disney money mm-hmm. that's true but i'm just like he michael b jordan i don't know if you know this is a huge nerd he loves <laughs> i anime. do know that yes yeah <laughs> and there was I, um like... oh go ahead sorry oh just about him being a nerd um, he he directed Creed three, uh, mm-hmm. and one of the things that he uh, showed to Jonathan Majors was he was like, "Hey, so here's this thing that I really like in anime, and I think it was Naruto, like some some fight in Naruto that he showed him. You're like, all right, so you have these two guys that are like basically brothers, and they're fighting, and there's like there's the physical fight, but then there's also like kind of an inner fight that's going on, and also like." there's a fight that's like, it's not really just this fight. They're fighting about all this other stuff too. And like, Mm -hmm. it's levels on levels. And um, first of all, I've never watched Naruto, so I don't know anything about it. Um, 
so I don't know who who this person's fighting. But anyway, um, to get Jonathan Majors ready for this, he was like, "Hey, watch some anime over here. Let me let me sh- just share with yeah. you the stuff I really like." <laughs> so anyway, that that's my my story. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, he's a big anime fan. Uh, he came back for that scene in Wakanda Forever. He came back for a couple episodes of What If. I think he's oh, like yeah. down with Marvel. Like he's not hmm. he he's not like oh that's beneath me. He's not like oh I'm I'm one and done. I think he's down to come back uh occasionally. So I wish we could see him become super duper duper killmonger and get all those powers I recounted at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's possible. Well, well, we'll see what happens at the end of the multiverse saga. Uh we'll see if they bring people back to life because they just pick and choose characters from different universes. Well, uh, at le- I'm sure at least one character from the What If series will uh, make it into mainline MCU when everything is done. Fingers <sighs> crossed, it's at least Captain Carter. Um, but I, I don't I'm, think I'm they're going to do Captain Carter again. Just because they, yeah. I know it's not the same Captain Carter, but they already had her in uh, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, and she died. So, oh well, sorry, spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they know our spoiler policy, and if they don't, well, sorry guys. Uh, yeah, we do get a lot more listeners for the movie episodes. Sorry guys. <laughs> sorry for this um, movie that came out almost a year ago. Yeah, and that mo- made like a billion dollars, <laughs> nearly a yeah, billion dollars. Yeah. yeah. If you listen to the show, I assume you've watched it by now. It's been on Disney Plus for a while. Okay. Yeah. Go go watch it. <laughs> um. I forgot my point. Oh yeah, same. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about his uh death scene in his section. All right. Well, in that case, do we have anything else for heroes? Well, I mean, we got a little post uh battle stuff. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. T'Challa knock you a kiss. Woo! But more importantly, or I mean, I don't know if it's more importantly, just as importantly. Uh, T'Challa decides to open Wakanda to the rest of the world. Um, they'll get Starbucks, they'll get Olympics. I mean, <laughs> right? That, that, that's what Okoye is probably banking on. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's what she says in Infinity War. Like, she, she was like, yeah, I was, I was thinking maybe a Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's overrated. Uh, I don't drink coffee, so I have no idea. But yeah, probably. I don't drink coffee either, but like if I want a coffee flavored milkshake, I go to Dutch Brothers. Oh, okay. Oh, I forgot I worked at a Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so now what's your opinion about Starbucks? I don't drink coffee, so I really don't care. <laughs> okay, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So T'Challa has listened to both Nakia and Killmonger. Because, you know, Killmonger's made some good points. He just went about it the wrong way. Yeah, you know, that's one of the big things about him, too. Like, he... he, Killmonger was definitely a character to push the plot... Or the the growth of T'Challa, right? Of the main character. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, I mean, and this is stuff that we saw from the beginning, right? Even Nakia was telling him, hey... We should help the rest of the world. We should outreach. And then it was really Killmonger who was like, who was kind of that, that maybe that final straw, right? You know, he had yeah. multiple inputs telling him to do this stuff. And Killmonger, like, definitely was that push. Like, you know, we could do way worse. Uh, 
let's do some good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also, like, this is... Actually, criticism I've seen in Marvel stuff is, like, the villain has a good point, but he, they just push it too far or do something inexplicably violent. Like, in the case of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the um, Flag Smashers had some really good points. And they just made uh, Carly start killing people, probably to make her more villainous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I do think that this, in this movie specifically, is the best version of that, where they've done mm-hmm. it. Like, you know, there's a point where I'm, I'm thinking, like, I mean, yeah, Killmonger's got some points. You know, you, you don't want the rest of the world to, like, stomp all over you kind of thing oh oh no he he wants to take over the world oh all right never mind i, I can't get behind that all right yeah, yeah right that's, okay yeah definite villain kind of stuff yeah yeah but he did some good because he convinced him to open wakanda mm-hmm. all right now i'm done with our heroes <laughs> all right cool well, let's take a quick ad break uh very quick because we're already at a long episode and we still have the other half to do Welcome to Baston Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so stark raving hazelnuts. Not bad. When you said we are going to open Wakanda to the rest of the world, this is not what I imagined. And what did you imagine? The Olympics. Maybe even a Starbucks. All right. Uh, hey, Tony, I bet that you remember being a kid and learning how to ride a bike, but it didn't hover. Um, it, it did not hover, right? No. Uh, exactly. Not intentionally. Exactly. Because your parents didn't love you. You had a normal bike. What exactly is a hover bike, though? Um, Because, you know, it's bikes that hover. Uh, Well, a hover bike is just like a normal bike, but it hovers somewhere between 6 and 36 inches above the ground. Do you pedal it? Yes, it's all human powered like a normal bike. Do you put air in it? Yes, it does not have tires, but it does need air for some reason, like a normal bike. Does it have handlebars yes and if you try you too can learn to ride a hover bike with no handlebars like a normal bike so go out there and buy a hover bike from anywhere hover bikes are sold use promo code mcu rewind to get a free pair of tires to use when the hover functionality breaks i mean i feel like that would be a bad idea but also a great idea to have a hover bike oh yeah totally Mm -hmm. yeah it's not like you can go that fast. You still have to pedal it. Uh, it's yeah. not like it's not like a, a speeder in Star Wars or something. No. I mean, true. Do I wonder if Star Wars has hover bikes? So because they have hover everything else. <laughs> it's true. All right, let's move on to our villain. I ask you, to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. The hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. You ain't the son of a king, you are the son of a murderer. I'm exercising my blood right. The challenge for the mantles of King and Black Panther. So Killmonger visits his dad in the ancestral plane. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and it's it's sad. <laughs> touching and sad i don't know mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah i yeah so like every 
Wakandan goes to the ancestral plane, despite dying, murdered, and alone in his house or his apartment. That yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, I I don't know. Um, you know, they mentioned the ancestral plane in Moon Knight, right? It's it's brought yeah. up as and one of many afterlifes. Um, and and yeah, that, that's a question. Like, I don't know. Is is it everyone? Is it a royal family thing? Uh, mm-hmm. Is it something where it depends, right? Because like what we see in Moon Knight is um, I forgot the the name of that god, the, the hippo god. Um, she hadn't ferried someone across in a very long time, so maybe Probably. it's yeah, yeah. Um, so so to her it was very rare. So maybe it's you know it's it's a pick and choose system, right? So. Um, oh, well, she so, mentions yeah, so that there are many demi planes half mm-hmm. like half dimensions pocket dimensions i guess mm-hmm. that uh are different afterlives because i assume um oh god we are blanking out so many names uh <laughs> valhalla um oh, where yeah. we mm-hmm. see uh jane foster go at the end that's right that's yeah. that that's another demi plane yeah and and i guess my question is does everyone go to an afterlife or do some people go and some people just don't go right is that how the mcu does afterlifes like that's that's a thing i guess we don't know yeah if see it feels like it's also a thing that they're highlighting more in the infinity saga maybe or not the infinity saga i'm sorry the multiverse saga because i would assume these demiplanes are part of the multiverse Ooh, that's a good question yeah i have i have no idea like are, are you I, saying that like there is one valhalla or there is one valhalla per timeline per universe well no i was saying that i well these are two different questions but i think there is one valhalla but okay. Also, like if you can travel the multiverse, maybe there's an ability to travel a living person to travel into Valhalla. Okay, got it. So Jane Foster gets there, and she met a million other Jane Fosters. Uh, potentially, potentially other Jane Fosters who were who were at wielded uh, Mjolnir. Well, yeah, that's that's what I mean, right? Infinite universes, so you're gonna meet at least a million, possibly. I yeah maybe there's alternate Valhalla's I don't know maybe they have they're all in the same Valhalla but they're like walled off sections like you've got this universe and you've got this universe's people and stuff like I don't know okay yeah so what I've got two options but why do you think Killmonger just decides to destroy the herbs the flowers um so that was something that in the previous section, Ross, or maybe it was in this this section, maybe I can't remember, but uh, Agent Ross did kind of say that, like, his his training is destabilizing countries, right? Like, he, as a person, doesn't care about the traditions or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. He, he cared about them only to the point that he was able to exploit them, right? When he challenged T'Challa for the throne. And so... Uh, I think now that he has the powers of the Black Panther and he realizes it, like he's like, okay, cool. Now get rid of these things because I will be the last king, right? I'm going to essentially rule the world or burn it, you know, to the ground as, as much as I can using the technology from Wakanda, all, all of that kind of stuff, right? 
mm-hmm. um, which is stupid because eventually Thor is going to show up. Uh, he doesn't know that, but you know, Thor has got some friends. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, at this granted, point, he doesn't know. Thinking, yeah. People aren't thinking Avengers level threat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, reason. exactly. But but something will happen. Yeah, exactly. Got that? You got Iron Man rolling around. He'll he'll have some problems. Uh, oh, yeah. It's not like I I feel like he thinks it's going to be a slam dunk. It's uh, no, but uh, anyway, yes. That, that that's my assumption to, to your question of like why does he get rid of him? That's just what he does. Like that's part of his training. It makes sense. Um, it stops the chance of someone else stealing one and becoming mm-hmm. a Black Panther and fighting him. Right? That yeah. You know he he doesn't want like. You know, Umbaku to get it. No, that'd be bad. <laughs> I mean, it's true because it's literally the thing that happens to him immediately. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right. So yeah. So uh, yeah. And the only other thing I have is he gets his epic soliloquy at the end. Another Shakespearean moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. T'Challa takes pity on him, lets him see. The Wakandan sunset before he dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, I'll, I'll say it again. Killmonger. You know, if you ignore the genocide, he makes a good case for what he wants to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Killmonger was right, I think, is better than Thanos was right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Neither of them the... are good. No, but if no, I had no. to choose one, yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah. So I'm done with uh, Killmonger with NR villains. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to Guy in the Chair. Guy in the Chair. And I turn the corner and I see this guy drop his backpack. He's getting all in his face. And right before he's about to throw the first punch, Katie comes out of nowhere, steps right between us, and starts screaming the lyrics to Hotel California. What? (laughs) It's the art of confusion. Works great on stupid people. Great, another broken white boy for us to fix. This is going to be fun. Where would you like to start? Uh, All right, I have a couple. Let's start with Ramonda, uh, like right at the beginning of of this part of the movie. Cool. Um, I've got a breakdown of all the tragedies she's had between now and her death. Oh, that we know about. All right. I have this list. 2016, husband dead. 2018, son presumed dead. Also Mm -hmm. 2018, son and daughter dusted. Mm -hmm. Estimated 2024, about a year after, son actually dead. 2025, daughter kidnapped by fish people and possibly dead. And then, like, a couple days later, she dies. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's been and rough. That's what we know. <laughs> yeah, that's what, what we know about. Yeah. yeah. I feel like in this part in this movie, when I see Shuri and Princess Morn, um, uh, T'Challa's death, I like, oh no, oh no, they're going to go through this again, really soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in in this scenario, in in this movie, I mean, they don't have a lot of time to mourn the death, too, right? Like they, no, they they have other things, right? They have to survive escape. themselves, uh, yeah, escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also have to, uh, they they, or at least Ramonda cares about Wakanda, like you know, it's it's her home, all that stuff. So she 
wants to fight Killmonger. So that's yeah. that's part of it. Like, hey, once they find out about the herb, they're like, all right, let's take it to Umbaku or, or something to that effect, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so not not as much time to, to grieve there, um, which yeah. is good. Good thing that they didn't spend a lot of time grieving because they find out, like, that night that uh, T'Challa's around. Yeah, but we do, like, I do see them, like, after the fight and when they're, like, when Nakia comes back to them, they are, like, crying. <laughs> Obviously, they are very upset. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as soon as they had a, a moment, mm-hmm. they they did, yeah. Um, you know, one of the other things I do want to bring up about Ramonda is that she does not want to give the heart-shaped herb to Umbaku mm-hmm. uh, because they, she's worried. What if they create a bigger monster? Which um, I, I don't, I don't know if that's deserved. But like, they, they really make Umbaku out to be like this horrible person in this movie, and we never see anything bad about him at all. No. Like the the worst thing we see is that. When T'Challa asks him for an army, he says no, because he wants to protect his people. Yeah, and you know there's there's some there's some pros and cons to that. That's what he says. Um, we don't need to get into, but like I feel like that's the worst thing he does in this movie, and even that one, not so bad. Yeah, it's... I'm I'm actually curious because there's been like. Com- uh, Ryan Coogler is. I don't know if he's directing, but he's creating a Wakanda TV series. And mm-hmm. now yes. I, pr- uh, what was that? Uh, it's a yes, yeah, yeah. Um, I presume now that it is about uh, was it the Midnight Angels, the suit that uh-huh. uh, Okoye gets? That's mm-hmm. what I presume now. But um, I wanted like a prequel, maybe like. Wakanda in the past, maybe we'll see what the Jabari tribe has done to stand against the throne and the rest of Wakanda. Because, yeah, you're right. They don't... We d- Other than challenging um, for the throne, we don't see him do anything like particularly villain- villainous in these movies. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, I mean, as a country, they don't really... They're not really fleshed out to a lot, right? Like, we were focusing on the Black Panther and his direct um, connections. Um you know, we know that there are five tribes in Wakanda. We see two of them that we get names for. Um, I'm sure we see the other three. We just don't really know that they're, oh, this person's part of this tribe or whatever, right? Well, we get we get um, the river tribe. We get the border tribe. Yeah. We get the Jabari tribe. Oh, okay. Then I, I missed the, the river tribe. For some Nakia reason, I thought is, they, it, Yeah, Naki is part of the river tribe. Mm, okay. All right. I missed that. Okay. Oh. And we but probably yeah. got the other tribes named or something, but I don't know. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I just wanted to call that out about Mbaku. Like he, he know, like he sees. All right, hey T'Challa, you've you've got powers again. I think you're good. It's like, um, uh, you saw, you've seen the John Wick movies, I assume, Tony. So, um, if you yeah. haven't, uh, you're listening. Spoiler alert. But there's a scene in John Wick three where uh, John Wick goes to I can't remember the character's name, Lawrence Fishburne, Morpheus. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll help you." Yeah, exactly. I'll help you. I'll I'll get you to where you're going. Um, Also, here's the gun. You get what three bullets or something? Um, Because he's like, "Yeah, this is going to be hard for you, but I know you've got this. Yeah, you you can kill a hundred people with three bullets. You'll be fine." Yeah, I'll 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 help you to a certain extent. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Also, his his joke about we will feed you to my ch- our children. Like I'm just kidding. We're vegetarians. <laughs> that's when I. <laughs> that's when he became my favorite character. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, he didn't have like much in this movie either, right? Mm-hmm. Like he had the fight at the beginning against T'Challa, and then he was here. Like that. That's essentially it for him yeah. in the movie. And, and then he shows yeah, up here the and at the, the end, but yes. Yeah, the her- the heroic entry at the end. <laughs> Alright. Um, let's see. I don't have anything for uh Ross other than uh him being the entirety of <laughs> T'Challa's air support. But it uh-huh. works out for him. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And then, uh, uh, I I have something for right. Wakabi. Um, okay. we, we've kind of talked about this like a little bit. I think we talked about it last week, uh, but he, he had, I guess growth is what we, we could say. Cause he, he goes full on warmonger, I guess. In this, like mm-hmm. he, he's been angry about his parents' death for so long. Uh, he blamed, I guess the royalty, right? He blamed T'Chaka and now T'Challa. And because, uh, Killmonger brought Claw, uh, I mm-hmm. guess he's like all in on whatever his idea is. So when Killmonger says, "No, it's okay. I'm I'm king. I don't care about you, T'Challa," right? Because they see each other on the battlefield. Um, uh, Wakabi is like, "Oh, all right. Well, I like Killmonger more, so I'm going to follow him, and I'm going to go. I guess kill my best friend. I, I in my mind." Wakabi and T'Challa were best friends, but I don't know if that was true. Yeah. I, I I don't know where I got that from. Um, either way, he's gonna go do that. Like that's mm-hmm. that already seems pretty like that is a big one eighty. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, yes, the personal killing T'Challa that's a big one eighty, but mm-hmm. uh, he does mention in the first section of the movie we covered that like he doesn't want to bring people in because. Uh, T'Challa is talking about what Nakia wants to Wakabi. Like he doesn't want to bring people in and bring refugees in, but it's like he mentions if you want me to take my men and go out there and like bring order. I can't remember his phrasing, but like he would go out there and fight as long as it doesn't bring the problems into Wakanda. Mm, okay. All right. Yes. Yeah, so, so, okay. So this actually does fit that. I completely missed that. Yeah, he does have like imperialistic tendencies. I guess is a way to say it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's. Uh. Do you have anyone else or anything else for Wakabi or anyone else you want to talk about? Uh, I do have one last one, and honestly, I should have brought this up earlier. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to bring it up now because I forgot. Um, I actually have one thing for Njoku. Uh, so okay. Killmonger, when he you know saw his dad in the ancestral plane, um, Njoku said that he he wanted to have Wakanda quote rule them all them being countries right like he he says to killmonger like hey i want wakanda to rule over the world is is kind of the impression that i got from that like mm-hmm. did he tell him that as a kid is, is this killmonger just doing what his dad set out to do when he was i don't know five i think maybe not exactly what njobu wanted mm-hmm. but this is what i got is cuz he wanted to arm the people uh, arm mm-hmm. uh, the black people across the world who are being oppressed mm-hmm. and like maybe not the best way to do it 
may be the best way to do it. I don't know. But um, he want, it was going against what the king wanted, pretty much. Uh, yes. And he was telling his son, like, they have the power to help our people. Two billion people across the world who look like them, according to what Killmonger says. Um, he has the the power, and maybe he extrapolated, like, I can be... Killmonger's like, I can become king. Because I don't think it ever crossed mm-hmm. in Jobu's mind to kill his brother or kill his nephew. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, yeah, that. So, okay, yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So Killmonger took it a step further. Exactly. Or five steps further. But yeah, yeah. okay, all right, makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, and, and that's it for me. That's all I have for the all guy here. Right. Yeah, and I'm ready to move on to 12% of the plan if you are. Yes, I am. Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself 12% the credit. 12%. An argument can be made for 15. 12%? Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, I lifted the heavy things. I've been dangling over the Grand Canyon for 12 hours. I know, hours. I know, I know. You went to the Grand Canyon? He could have used your help. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. 12%? <laughs> that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am Groot. So what? It's better than 11%. What the hell does that have to do with anything? I do have one thing, actually. Yeah. All right. So do I, but um, go ahead. Okay. Um, Tony, did they really have to shoot down the planes in Wakanda, like during this final battle? Because if T'Challa won, he would have told them, hey, I'm your king now. Get rid of those weapons or, or whatever, right? Sent people out. Or if Killmonger won, he would have just sent more planes. Yes. This is what I think. I think, yes, it is required. Because I'm not an expert on African geography at all. And I'm not even completely (laughs) sure where Wakanda should be. But let's say there's a colonized area. Like, say, South Africa is nearby. Uh, Or, like, some some, uh, area that's being oppressed by uh, white people. You land those people there. They have one truckload of uh, vibranium weapons to give the people. Um, And now the secret of vibranium, whether or not they were going to... Yeah, the secret of vibranium, the secret of Wakanda is out. And not in the controlled way that he's planning. He will soon plan to do it. But it's just like Pandora's box. You need all those to stay in the country and not be released. Oh, okay. All right. I guess in my mind, I was thinking that it would be more of a controlled thing. Like step one, get the weapons out there to people. Step two, yeah, share those weapons with people, right? Like so, get them because uh, those weapons were going to the um, to the spies that they have yep. around the world, right? And so, um, so the spies would have gotten them and held on until next step. But I guess maybe you're right. There, maybe their orders were as soon as they get these weapons, start giving them out. So. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. My 12% of the plan is I mentioned that I watched uh, Wakanda Forever after this. And when I walked out of Wakanda Forever, I was like telling people, this is the best Marvel movie. Like, maybe film, like, film-wise. Maybe not like the best Marvel-y movie, but like as a film, the best one. And then watching them back-to-back, <laughs> I gotta say, this movie is much superior to the first one. It's, I mean, obviously for obvious reasons. The first one is uh, better than the second? The first one is much better than Wakanda Forever. Um, Okay. Just, 
the tragedy of Chadwick Boseman's passing and then the choice to kill off Killmonger in the first one, there is... They're missing so much. I mean, there's some great acting in the second movie, but they're just missing so much with those two characters. I think this one still is the better of the two. I just wanted to... Oh, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Um... I, I let's see. I rewatched Wakanda Forever about a month ago, mm-hmm. and there were a couple of parts to that that just did not draw me in. Honestly, on rewatching, I did not care at all for Talokan or really? or any of that that stuff. I don't I don't know why. What didn't pull me in? Um, yeah, I I don't know. I I, I need I, I didn't like analyze it in a way like to try and figure out, but like something about it. Like I enjoyed it. I definitely think it was yeah. my favorite of the MCU films that came out last year um like i, I still think it's, it is really good but um yes. no I, i'm completely with you that this black panther film is much better yeah. all right well before we rank this black panther film amongst the other ones we have to do the one thing we do at the end of every movie our mew mew section without my hammer i can't are you thor the god of hammers what is the name of thor's hammer mill miller Mildnajor. Jonathan? Darcy? Jane! Yeah. Selfie! Now, Tony, before we actually do that, um, uh, I have a little bit I want to say. Remember, I, I think at the beginning I said that I had an extra uh, what if, or sorry, not what, um, <laughs> sorry, it's the end of the night for me. Um, I had an extra uh, fast fact, and this oh, is yes. This is actually the, where that comes in. Um, so this movie, for this movie specifically, is why we do Mew Mew. Because when I was originally thinking, like I was thinking about this movie um, and thinking like, yeah, you know, T'Challa could probably wield it. And, uh, you know, just think of that kind of thing. Uh, and then sometime after that, I actually read something. Uh, so first of all, I want to be very clear. Uh, when we when we ask this question, can any character in this film wield Mjolnir? We are specifically talking about the film, uh, not the comic book, because we definitely get or we get a definite answer in the comic books, uh, which I will answer afterwards if unless you happen to already know. But I'll say it out loud. Uh, oh, OK, cool. So I'll, I'll I'll give the little explanation then. But uh, Tony, do you think any characters in this film can wield Mjolnir? I I mean, you said it yourself. I think T'Challa might be able to wield Mjolnir uh, mm-hmm. at the end of this movie. Um, I was like, trying to think of who are other major characters. I think Okoye supporting the throne instead of supporting like what's morally correct might put her in danger. And I don't think a spy, like someone who's dubious in the way a spy is, like Nakia, could wield Mjolnir. And I think those are the two, the other two possibilities. So yeah, I'm going to go with T'Challa. Okay, gotcha. Um, I'm a similar, uh, definitely in my mind, T'Challa, right, from what mm-hmm. we know. Um, and I think I've said in the past, you know, like my, what I think makes you qualified to wheel Mjolnir is, um, you know, a handful of things, right? Part of it is your character as, as a person, your morals. Um, I think another part is also like, do you have the, the will, the ability to lead and right lead well, mm-hmm. um, and to that degree, I'm I'm kind of thinking, 
I don't think that from what we see in this film, Umbaku would be able to. Maybe in the mm-hmm. future, I, I think he he's got an ability there. So we'll we'll see what happens, you know, later in the MCU. Um, and I don't think being a spy like takes you away from being able to wield Mjolnir. Uh, but we also don't see a lot of what characters I think someone like Nak or a character like Nakia would be able to to wield Mjolnir. So I, I guess I'm I'm not sure there. Um, same with Okoye. Uh, don't see a lot of her like decision making, but she's also not yeah. really. I mean, she, she is a leader, right? She's the general of the Dormalaje, uh, which is pretty good. But we don't see her making a lot of decisions, right? She she seems to mm-hmm. be in a very, very set world, right? With with the kind of decisions that she needs to make. So yeah, um, just T'Challa for me also. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. And so to answer this from the comic book perspective. Um, Mjolnir specifically the the weapon trusts anyone that Bast trusts Bast the Panther God, and so as a result, any Black Panther can wield Mjolnir in the comics. Okay, that is also, interesting. Yeah, also in the comics, um, the Black Panther is um trusted by Bast to the point where if you take the heart shaped herb. Uh, and to be the Black Panther, and Bast is like, no, 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 uh, I don't like you. Um, you're not the Black Panther, uh, which is what happened to Killmonger. So Killmonger uh, would not be able to wield Mjolnir. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Although, like you said, we do not count this towards our answer here because it's not, as far as we know, it's only if you're worthy or if Thor loves you enough are you able to wield <laughs> Mjolnir. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So th- that's a that's a definite answer in the comics. Movies have their own rules, you know, as, as we've seen. So, um, but yeah. So we're so I'm I'm still ignoring that, and we yeah. still don't have a definite answer on what it is to be worthy. So uh, that's why we we both seem to come at it with our different interpretations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, man. For our last bit, it's time mm-hmm. to rate the movie. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost her best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, what? We do it a little differently for the films. We have a scoring system and we have our... uh, to like establish where they are in the order of best to worst. Um, mm-hmm. So far we have 18 movies, including the Inhumans quote unquote pilot movie, because it was in the released in IMAX. Mm-hmm. So uh, for those who don't know, or for myself and Al, because it's been a while since we've done this, <laughs> Um, we have our different categories and we can each rate them from one to five, and then we'll add up all of our scores between mine and Al's scores and put that into a special, uh, rating calculating machine. And then we will see what the, um, where it lands with the rest of the MCU according to their scores. So our first category, Al, is protagonists. (laughs) Uh, out of five, uh, what do you give our protagonist? Uh, yeah, so I guess uh, protagonist is just T'Challa, and yeah. he 
as a, a character was really good, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I can't think of anything I disliked about the the character, right? Like we we got so much of, of a, a range from the character of the different situations that he had to deal with. Uh, we got growth of the character and all of that kind of stuff. We also got you know really good acting. So I I have to max it out at five out of five. Mm-hmm. Yep, I completely agree. Even if we like talked about our heroes, in addition to Nakia and Okoye, possibly the protagonists. No, it was still per almost perfect uh, in heroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. What about our antagonists? Uh, so it's not just Killmonger; it's also Claw, who's a major antagonist. Yeah. Um. Oh, do you want to answer first or second? Um. I'll. I'll go first. Um, I think Claw was humorous and threatening, uh, especially in that, like, when they're first stealing um, the vibranium from the museum. Um, And Killmonger is arguably the best villain in the MCU thus thus far. So I have to give that five out of five. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Exactly the same uh, for for me. Five out of five. Um, Claw really good at at his type of character you know his his humor that he's bringing and we just spent like i don't know half hour 20 minutes um lamenting just how much it sucks that killmonger will not be able to return as a character in the films like if if we're loving that much from the the one time like uh, yes obviously it has to be five out of five Uh uh-huh all right yeah i agree all right humor the humor of this film, which is strong in a lot of MCU movies, but not in all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What do you think about the humor in this movie? Um. Oh, that's, this is a tough one, actually. Uh-huh. Um, because when there was humor, it, it was good. It was enjoyable. Uh, but for the most part, this was a serious movie. It was not a full-on comedy like Ant-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 or 2, Thor Ragnarok. Right? It, it, was, it wasn't one of those. Um, and this is where I'm, I'm kind of teetering on the edge. I can either give it a three or a four, mm-hmm. um, but I, I'll, I'll give it a four because I do think that when it did use humor, it was, it was really good. Like it was very enjoyable for what they did with it. It wasn't a lot of like, let's throw in a joke just for the hell of it and completely kill the mood. It was, yeah. it was earned humor. So, yeah. Yeah, um, I very similar. All the humor like fits the characters, uh, but I'm going to have to give it like it's not the best, the funniest one. I'm going to have to give it a three for one reason and one reason only. Uh, the what are those jokes to hit the sandals? I hate that. <laughs> I hate that so much. So I'm just going to have to knock it a point for that reason. <laughs> Okay. What, I, what, what did you like? Like, is it that you're asking, like, is, why is he wearing it? Or did you think that she literally did not know what sandals are? No. Do you not know the meme? <laughs> no. Oh, I don't. It's a meme from circa like 2015, 2016 Vine days where someone would look at someone's shoes and go, what are those? I'm sorry. This was really popular with kids and they would say it to everyone's shoes and it annoyed the hell out of me. Oh, so okay. That, that explains why I didn't know like anything about it. It's 2016 or 2017. And it's like super dated and also reminds me of that. So it's a personal thing, but it makes me cringe every single time. Okay. All right. Okay. That's fair. Okay. 
Alright. Action. Uh, we get a few action scenes. Uh, what do you... How do you rate the action in this movie? Or um, I'll go first if you want to. Yeah, yeah, you go, you go first. I, I feel like we're going back and forth. <laughs> yeah. So, I... As much as we don't actually talk about the action scenes that much in the MCU... Uh, when there's a big battle, I really enjoy it, like the final battle in Wakanda, um, and then comparing it to other things in C the MCU that big, like, um, again, another Wakanda battle in Infinity War, or um, Endgame, or, like, mostly Marvel movies, but whenever there's a big war, a big battle, I think about, like, it's hard to know where things are happening, we need to know the geography. We need to know the ebb and flow. And, like, I never lost track of what was happening in the war. Um, also, the one-on-one -on -one fights were great. The able to communicate character along with, like, actually having good action scenes, stuff we've never seen, the agility of the cats, uh, him running up walls, and that, that great and stupid thing with the car blowing up and Nakia just being fine in that seat. I'm going to give it a 5 <laughs> out of 5. It's just like too many positives. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm. just going to ruin it right now. I'm also giving it a 5 out of 5. Um, I don't really care for the end fight like in, in a lot of these movies, honestly, um, because when it's like a big old fight, like, all right, yeah, sure, I don't really care. Like, I care more about the individual stuff, but like the everything else that you've listed, right? Like the, the really awesome fight in, um, I already forgot where it was. Was it Busan? Is that where they were? Yeah. Okay, yeah, uh, in Busan, like the the car chase, essentially, uh, and even before that, right when they were in the uh, the gambling den, like that was just really cool seeing all of that stuff, and it it just it was it was done so well, um, like it just is cool to see. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so also five out of five. Mm -hmm. All right, and then finally, the last twelve percent. Which is just anything extra we want to give them bonus points for. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what uh, are there any bonus points you would give this up, this show or movie? God, <laughs> uh, what's going on? Episode <laughs> of the show. Um, uh, so I'm trying to think. Um, you know, I, uh, I'm going to give it one point definitely for just the the technology that exists mm -hmm. in Wakanda. Like it is a completely separate world. And it is done so well, right? The the friggin' uh, that sand computer stuff is so cool. Uh, I I didn't realize how how cool I thought it was until I went to see Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, and that stuff showed up again. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. That is really cool. Like, for, given how much cool sci-fi stuff that we see uh, throughout the MCU, this is very distinct. This this world that they've built for Wakanda specifically is really cool. Um, so it's definitely getting at least one point for that. And I'm trying to think um, anything else. You know what? I, I have to give it... I, I, I know we've already given it a high point for the um, antagonists and the protagonists, but just the interaction that they have and mm -hmm. what things lead to and all of that. I, I, I have to give it two. Just just two more extra points for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm going to give it a few extra points. i got to decide how many. But um, I'm going to give it... An extra point for the world building, which I kind of gushed over in our first episode. Uh, also, like, the characters, the uh, homages to the different tribes and stuff like that. Um, 
uh, real African tribes when I say that, not just the tribes that are in uh, Wakanda. Um, I'm going to give it an extra point for how, and this is different from other things, but how disconnected it is from the MCU. Yeah, we got uh, T'Challa introduced in Civil War, and we had Klaan introduced in Age of Ultron, but it could also, like, it's a standalone movie, and we don't get that a lot in Marvel. And you just, I just have to appreciate that. Yeah, especially not now. Yeah, definitely. And then finally, I'm giving it a third extra point for just the Dora Milaje, who are like the most iconic fighting group, in my opinion. Um, I just remember in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, when they show up, and I did not expect <laughs> them to show up, and I was so freaking excited. And then like... Mm-hmm. They're just, like, so iconic after their first appearance. Much less, like, seeing them in Wakanda Forever and um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I just, like, I cannot get over how much I love the Dora Milaje. So I'm giving him three points. <laughs> World building, um, uh, disconnection, and just Dora Milaje being badasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and just adding to the whole Dora Milaje thing, showing up in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like, they show up, and you know, oh... Um, I already forgot his name. Uh, fake Captain America. Oh, this is this is where he gets his ass beat. That that's that's what happens. And I think he was super powered at that point too. So yeah, you were no or no it he wasn't. wasn't. I, he he no? wasn't okay, because right. that's what made him mad that non super powered people. Um, oh, that's right. Yep. Okay. All right. You're right. Okay. So let's see. Yeah. So we actually. Came up with the same score. 21 <laughs> points each. So a total of 42 points. So I'm plugging that into our uh, calculator. Go. Alright. So, finally. Black Panther in our ranking of the MCU is our third best Marvel movie. Ooh. Still. Uh, the first Avengers movie is still number one with 46 points. And then uh, Winter Soldier barely edges out with uh, 43 points, but Black Panther did beat Thor Ragnarok and Guardians of the Galaxy with 41 points and 39 points individually. And I'm not going to go through all 19 now, but that's where it lands, <laughs> number three. I feel good with that, right? What do you think? Yes. No, I, I also agree. Yeah, I, I feel really good with that. Um, you know, the it, it got max points. On, like, we both gave it max points on three of yeah. these four and then that last 12 percent. i mean we, we also gave it very high like i i actually i did not look at what the points were for the others uh, so i mm-hmm. i was half expecting this to be our number one but i uh didn't realize yeah that we gave the avengers such so high points but i mean it makes sense because it it did do everything right like it, the it, the humor high humor all that kind of stuff yeah um and and all of that but uh yeah no i i feel i feel very good with that you know these are three iconic films and uh, considering what it was you know going up against like it's it did really well so yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean i'm looking at the top our top five which i just recounted <laughs> and those i completely agree that at this point in the mcu uh right before infinity war yes these are the top five best marvel movies i'm very confident yes. <laughs> all right guys with that i think it's finally time to wrap up 
join us next time at the end of the month for our grab bag episode where Al and I thought of silly rules to recruit our own Avengers teams and you'll hear us discuss how they will fight together, how they will probably argue together, the upsides and downfalls. But yeah, we'll figure that out all, all next week. Uh, and then mm-hmm. after that, we will be resuming our coverage of Season 5 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, previously known as Agents in Space, and now Agents in Somewhere Else We Don't Want to Spoil Where They Get To. But remember to follow us on Twitter and give us that five-star rating. Um, help us figure out our next Grab Bag episode after that will be our 300th episode, and we're still kind of arguing about what we're going to do for it. So help us figure that out by letting us know at mcu underscore rewind on Twitter or mcrewind at gmail.com. As always, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, signing off. Have a marvelous day. Maybe they left them